You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right. Um, bear with, with us for a second. This is human condition. I'm Sean. <laughs> I thought you were Vince. Yeah, we're, 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 going, we're going straight technical default. Um, we're going we're gonna to get this shared live for you in a minute. I'm Vince Orlando. I'm Sean Davis. And uh, we're waiting on our get our guest, Derek Denham. Um, if you've read his bio, he's an actor, writer, producer. Um, he, he's doing a, a documentary series right now on police brutality. Um, we've had some good conversations on Facebook. I know Derek from – well, I'll, I'll wait for him to get on. I'm going to share this with everybody right now so that, um, so that that's taken care of. Hey, there he is. What's up? What's up? You can you hear us? We can hear you. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I apologize. I was using my Mac, but it's it's saying that I need to update. And when I try to update, I don't know what's going on. So uh, and we're, we're, we're sitting here trying to figure because we're still in uh, <clears throat> um, trying to figure out the tech. And we were back in the studio next week, but we we don't know how to share this thing because we, we, we no can't get it to our Facebook Live. So you got the watch party, though, right? To share. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And cool. you can share it with whoever you want. Um but then, all of this is permanent. It'll be on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud, so we, you can share the audio, and we'll be able to share the link from our page. But anyway, we introduced ourselves. Um, this is Derek Denham, actor, writer, producer. I, I know Derek from uh, – actually, when I first moved back from L.A., this is um, – dating myself now, but uh, 90 – no, it was 2000. It was 2000 when I came back, and uh, me and my girlfriend had broke up. And I said, well, I'm going to move back to Michigan, get in an acting class, find somebody serious who wants to be a roommate, and move back to L.A. I got in this group called the Actors Workshop. Derek was a part of it. And uh, at the end of the term, I wound up doing a play. And these guys were doing a movie called Detroit and Panic in Detroit. And then it got released as Corrupted Minds. And uh, and that's that's how I know Derek. So we, we go way back, back in the... Uh, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so the, the, the reason we're, we're, um, having, there's so many reasons why we're talking right now, you know, and, it, and it's good to have you engaging on the page. Um, it's good to hear your voice. It's good to hear everybody's voice. Like I'm, I'm at a place now consciously where I can listen to the, the opinions that I'm disgusted with. Right. Like there's, there's some things that I just can't believe even people I love, like, family or like family that they're saying that they believe but at the same time I, I always have to dial it back and I have to look at myself five years ago and then even ten years ago and even beyond that and say I was clueless I was clueless and I, and it wasn't because I was a malicious person um, a lot of the actions that the actions or beliefs that I had were ingrained in me and it took a lot of trauma to jostle me into a position to where to where I had to evaluate myself and say, look, right. maybe, maybe what I'm doing in life is wrong. Like I seem right. to be the common denominator here. And through that, I started this, this path and my, my son being born was a huge part of it. But through all of that, I, I got on this path of self-discovery and it almost killed me on multiple occasions. Literally, I almost died. I can't, I don't even know how many times um, I can mm. five off the top of my head. Um, six. And if I thought more, I'd probably think more. But um, but it was that extreme, right? And I was such an egotistical, controlling person, not because 
I was an asshole, even though I thought I was cool and I thought I was whatever. I wasn't. I was very insecure and very protective because of what happened to me as a child. I was I lived in a state of fight or flight. So it was interesting when we got into the conversation about fear. And then you started spelling out what your definition of fear was. And I'm like, well, that's a fresh perspective from somebody who's experienced um, what it is we're talking about. Because exactly. me and Sean, we're both white, right? right. <laughs> it's not going to change. <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. Um, and all we can do is try to empathize as best we can. Mm-hmm. Because I can relate to because I, I was poor, right? I was very poor, so but that's not all uh, black people, you know what I mean? There's, mm-hmm. and I didn't really realize that until I got on the board at my church and I started hearing professional black men talk mm-hmm. about their experience and why they're mm-hmm. afraid of being pulled over and how, how nerve wracking it is to. When I started hearing that, I'm like, because all my black friends were criminals and all my black friends <laughs> were criminals, you know what right. I mean? Like that, that was my reference point with black criminals. I didn't have anything beyond that. So when we were saying, oh, fuck the police, it was a different kind of, like we were saying it because we didn't want to be bothered because we were committing crimes. So it was different, you know, but you know, you you come from, um, you went to Birmingham, uh, Groves, right? No, no, my daughter attends Groves. Oh, okay. Um, I'm from uh, Down River, Detroit originally and uh, moved to Pontiac when I was six. And I went to uh, Pontiac Central, uh, very diverse high school. Uh, so got a chance to meet a lot of different people, which I think prepared me as a black man to uh, be able to deal with anyone. So, you know, I, you know, you appreciate things as you get older, Vince. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's definitely, well, you know, I mean, it it depends on how you're growing, right? Exactly. We, I know some people that are miserable, they're stuck, you know, and, and we can't unstick them. You know what I mean? Like. We, we just, it, no, you can't, you can't really like diversity, you know, can happen to you where your life just is, you know, you get to experience more than others. Some people just stay put in the same neighborhood. They've always known. They don't venture out. They don't know anything but that bubble that they live in. Mm-hmm. Whereas other people who, you know, I've had more experiences with different cultures and different races and, you know, growing up in different areas, it really promotes, uh, you know, a lot of learning lessons. Mm-hmm. What, we're what, shaped, we're, I'm sorry, we're shaped, as we all know, from things the way we were brought up. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, racism is something, well, I'm, I won't say that, you know, you can uh, get it any other way besides being a learned uh, particular piece, but we I believe that's where it starts at home, in my personal opinion. I think it starts maybe, like you said, Vince, if you went to a school that was all white or, a, you know, a situation like that where you, you haven't been, uh, you know, privy to being around black guys or black mm-hmm. girls for that matter. Uh, you know, and see, and I, one of my stats on your post, I was talking about my daughter that attends Birmingham Groves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And my daughter is can you very. Share that dark, or can you yeah, share yeah, that? yeah, yeah. My daughter attends Groves, and uh, she's dark skin complexion. I'm considered light skin, you know, for a black person. And you know, it's it's so ironic. She had went to uh, D.C. for the eighth grade trip, and guess who was getting inaugurated at that time. Oh, okay. Trump, Donald Trump. 
Okay. So a lot of little, a lot of little white kids, because she's in the one percent of the school, and a lot of the white kids, you know, very astute individuals. Um, a lot of my pro-Trump at her age, you know, uh, and I'm talking about, I'm talking about eighth grade middle school now. So I'll, let me correct that. So when she went to the trip, a lot of them had on magna hats and things like that. And as a young black girl, let alone a black boy, that could be very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, and the beauty with, with my child, she's been taught to be very respectful, very open to, you know, different ideals, different uh, mindsets. But she was naive. My daughter is very naive to things going around, you know. So when we tell, we see in the black community, we have this thing called the talk. Yeah. The talk. So when you tell someone that that's not black, they may think it's something to do with, you know, the birds and the bees. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? But in the black community, it's a talk Well, you know what, when you're out and about, you've got to act a certain way. If you're in a car as a black girl or a black boy, you get pulled over. These are the things that you have to do. And to say that to a person in the eighth grade, That's sad. you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's so when I talk to my white friends, um, it, 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 and for those that, you know, they, they may not know, which I'll be honest with you, Vince, I find that to be kind of incredible not to know. At this point in our lives, I can see, I mean, I'm 52 years old. And there's so many things that's happened since when I was a child. I mean, too many to name. I mean, we can go back to Malice Green. Uh, we can go back to Rodney King. We can go back to so many different instances of racial injustice. I'm sorry, racial injustice. And not just from police officers. So, again, to have that talk to an eighth grader and say, hey, this is how it is, Jordan. Her name is Jordan. This is how it is. You know, love it, like it, hate it, whatever. But this is our reality. And, you know, when you try to tell a kid, then they're like, no, dad, no, it's not like that. No, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, and that's a sad reality. You know, and there's a term called driving while black. And I say this all the time. That's a fact. Yeah, no, and when I have these racial debates, I say there's no such thing as DWW driving while white. It's driving while black. And why is that? Now, let me just share this with you guys. It's not just about, I know we've been on your page, people talking about police brutality and, you know, things of that nature. But guess what? That includes black folks. That's black cops. Yeah. That's, just being, that's being 100 with you. You know, so it's the system. I got into a debate the other day with a a person I consider to be a friend of mine, law enforcement. And he feels that people are just with social media. They're just they're just coming at police hard. You know, hey, man, I wake up and I have this, you know, I'm I'm just tired of people attacking the police. And, you know, and and then when you respond, it's like you have to have you're walking on eggshells. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, you're yeah. like, hey, hey, uh, hey, man, I love you, man. I love the job you're doing. This is not about you, though. Yeah. This is about those bad apples. Yeah. And that's the thing is that, and I, I notice it with people, because some of the people that are on my page, like there's not many that, I'm, okay, so if, you, if you're 
a good friend of mine from back in the day. Sure. Um, you might not have challenged me in a public forum five years ago. Because I, I was real, you know, as soon as I got, I would get defensive. I would feel like because I'm being challenged, it makes me less than. This is all subconscious, right? I got you. I lash gotcha. out on the first first set of words that opposes my opinion because it wasn't really about the opinion that I had. It becomes about me having to win. You know, it, 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 it's an insecurity thing. It's fear sure. driven. It's I'm being attacked. I'm being alienated. I'm being rejected. Like all the, and I've, I've you know, I, I took years of PTSD therapy to get through. I lived in a state of constant fight or flight, right? So I was okay. going to lash out on you quick because I couldn't let you make me look stupid. That really okay. wasn't what was going on. It, it, you know, you went, you went to Pontiac Central. So, I mean, yeah. I, I remember the fuck are you looking at? I don't <laughs> anything. 90% right. of the time, nobody was looking at shit and didn't know I existed. But I had exactly. this chip on my shoulder. Somebody would ask me something, and I would say, do you think I'm stupid? They didn't right. say that. Nobody said I was fucking stupid. Right. Does that happen sometimes? Yes. Definitely. But that was that was what I lived with, and that's what we're dealing with now is people aren't listening. And you can see it in my posts, too. I'll write books of posts. Like I, I, they're long and they're detailed because I'm like, well, nobody's going to say I don't provide context, right? I'm not putting <laughs> sound bites out there. Exactly. It's context. So if you really want to know what I'm talking about on every side of the fence, you got to actually read it. And I can tell where a person gets off. Like I can tell where they've heard exactly what they want to hear to support Definitely. whatever belief system they feel is being challenged. Definitely. Not, the only thing. I personally want to do is challenge people. That's what this show is about. Challenge people to think. No agenda here. You right. know what I mean? Like we're, we don't open mindedness, and that's why we're talking open mindedness. Is what we're trying to achieve. Well, well, let me let me let me just say this, and and Vince, you know I appreciate you. Uh, like I said, we haven't talked a lot over the years, but you know through Facebook or I send you something or yeah. I'll see a project you're working on. But one thing I do know, we we had a great rapport even when we were working on the mo- the movie project. Yeah. You know, and you you had a little flavor to you. You got a little soul to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, you can tell that you grew up around some black guys. I mean, let's let's yeah. let's call it what it is. You you got a little flavor to you. And, you know, un, un, unfortunately, man. And, and again, I agree with both of you with both of you saying as far as no agenda or, you know, no, we're not going to judge. But see, for those of us like me. It's hard. It's hard because we are trying to, we do have an agenda. And the agenda is stop killing us. Treat me like you would treat your cat or your dog at home at, at the minimum. Yeah. And that's not every, you know, person of non-color. Let's be right. clear of that. Obviously, like I said, hey man, I got great friends of all color, gender, whatever. But there's a uh 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 when, when we talked about fear, I, I'd rather call it not fear, but more so um, dislike or hate. People hate. So there's a segment of the population that hate what's going on today. And what's going on today, people are tired in my community. And when I say my community, I'm talking about black folks. Let's be clear. They're tired. They're tired of having the same discussion. Mind you, I'm 52, but my mother was having this discussion. Yeah. You, you feel me? My mother yeah. uh, was born in the 30s. And, you know, people talk about, well, things are so far removed, but 
Hell, she couldn't drink at the same water fountain other people could. We talking about my mother. Yeah. yeah. So in the in, in the bigger That's scheme true. of things, you can feel me. In the bigger scheme of things, yeah, we've come a long way. You know, people bring up Barack Obama, the first black president, or things like that. But we've got so much longer to go. And I think part of it, gentlemen, is is recognizing that black people just want to be recognized as people. Well, her. You know, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, that's that's really what it's all. Treat, have humanity. Have humanity. We are, I don't know if the other gentleman, I'm sorry, has kids or not, but bet you have kids. You know, we, 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 at the end of the day, if, if you get a knife and you slice yourself open, and I slice myself open, we both gonna bleed the same color. Yeah. At the end of the day, and if people are believers of the Bible or Christians, then they know at the end of the day we all started in the same place. That's yeah. if people really believe. You know, a lot of times people, like you said, man, they'll use things for their argument. The Ku the Klux Klan, Klan used Christianity. You know what I mean? So Christianity was used to keep to tell the slaves, hey, obey your master. So at the end of it all, in 2020, you know, we just want to be recognized as, as humans, man. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. You know, and, and like you said, a lot of your friends when you were younger were, were cook, cooks or what have you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys I knew. <laughs> hey, a lot of guys I knew used to run the streets and do their thing. But at the same time, there's a lot of us that didn't. And I think for black folks, unfortunately, we get looped in together. It's just like with police now. You know, that's their argument. Man, we're, we're, we're everybody's not bad. Some of us, you know, we're trying to do this. We're trying to do this. We're trying to do that. And that's the same thing we're saying. Hey, we're not all thugs, pimps, and pushers, no matter no. what you might see in the music videos. No, and that's the thing is what does pop culture promote? You know what I mean? Exactly. Pop culture promotes it. And, and we all, for me, like, so I remember when uh, I, I, went, I grew up in Detroit till I was about nine. Then, uh, then I had about a year and a half in Roseville, then Hazel Park. Roseville was pretty diverse. Hazel Park was all white. And that's exactly. when I freaked. So I thought I was discriminated against for the color of my skin when I was in Detroit. And maybe <laughs> I was because I was an easy target, but I had a lot of black friends, good black <laughs> friends that would stick up for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it wasn't really hate driven because we would drive, you know, I, I, I would drop the end bomb as quick as they call me a honky, right? We might as well have been paying your mom, right? <laughs> right you know right. what we were saying? We just knew it pissed each other off. So, exactly. you know, and then I moved to Hazel Park. And um, and not everybody in Hazel Park's racist, and I'm not going to say that for even a second. Um, but there was there were some real racist people there, like some people right. that where it was ingrained, and they, they were kids, so they didn't they didn't know exactly that they were doing it. At a certain point, you you ha- you have to come to a, a a moment of realization to where I knew that everything when I would hear the way it was being delivered. It bothered me. It wasn't mm-hmm. how we talked in Detroit mm-hmm. to each other. It was mm-hmm. there was some hate behind it. Mm-hmm. It bothered me. Mm-hmm. My responsibility in all of this is that, and in those times where I was bothered, I didn't say anything. Right? Okay. Like I, I didn't. I didn't. So I. That's a hard thing for a person to do is say, "Look, I have some responsibility and all." If you don't like Trump, where's where's your responsibility in this? Because you probably led to that somewhere. Like, and if we can dig back into ourselves and evaluate ourselves, we can always figure out 
where maybe we didn't stand up for the things we believed in. Where And if we can take it on ourselves, we're not so busy pointing outside. Because when you're pointing outside, you can't control none of that. Okay. I can't control the way anybody thinks, you know? So, right. But when Obama, so I moved from culture shock. So I, I go from there to northern Michigan. From northern Michigan, I'm, I'm uh, out at, uh, in L.A., an actor, right? I'm in Hollywood. It's about as diverse as you get. I've no never doubt. seen a gay person in my life. Like, <laughs> I knew they existed, didn't have them. But they were like unicorns, right? Mythical creatures that I just right. but then I but then I get out there and I remember calling my mom going and, and I, I had a cell phone, a flip phone. It's like, Mom, yeah, they're no, it's it's real. You know what I mean? Like it, it was such a culture shock. Mm-hmm. So I became one of those white people that were dismissive of some of the racist stories I would hear on the news. It wasn't so much that I didn't believe, I couldn't wrap my brain around. You know what I mean? It didn't make sense to me because I wasn't, because my surroundings weren't. It just didn't make sense. And I don't think I wanted to deal with it because that meant more self-reflection. And I was real self-centered when I first got out to Hollywood. I, I hadn't learned what compassion was yet. And I, was, I wasn't driven by that. So sure. I denied. And, and then Obama got elected. And then I remember the first day. I'm like, well, it's definitely gone now. No racism. And that's when I saw the underbelly. Right. That's when I yeah. saw the, the, the deep South racist white suits coming. I'm like, holy shit, it exists. Like, <laughs> right. And that's that's when I couldn't deny it anymore. But that's me. That's my story. Like I, I anybody who hasn't experienced the life instances that led to that realization. As much as I don't like what they're saying, I can't fault them for it. But I had, but I had to use it. And I don't want to take up too much time. But no, I, this is the example that, that I use. Um, so people want to start throwing dumbass statistics out there. Look, I can, I can create a statistic to, to sell any movie I want. I've done it. It's exactly. been wrong, right? right I can pull right. shit from anywhere. I can deny this story. I can grab this story. This one works. This is what I'll sell. And they're all skewed. Almost all of those studies are skewed depending on who commissions them. So they're all fucking bullshit and they're all being used to support an agenda. Correct. But, um, people will say, well, the majority of cops are good. And, uh, okay, well, that's true. I would say that's probably true, or we'd hear a lot more about it. Right. Um, and the majority of white people aren't racist. Probably true these days. But, you know, there are some ingrained racial tendencies, and we'll talk about that later. But uh, yeah. And that's not everybody. But right. um, So I use this example with uh, this woman who's got biracial people in her family. And uh, she seems to be, you know, pulling towards, you know, the other side. kind of, Not Candace Owens-like, but... Maybe, you know what I mean? She's bad. But, uh, <laughs> but so I, I said, look, I get what you're saying. Now, imagine your child gets molested. So mm-hmm. if your child gets molested by a teacher, most teachers are good. Mm-hmm. Most kids won't get molested. So do you say, I don't want to disrupt all the work these good teachers have done. They don't get paid much. Do you, I don't want to disrupt that. So I'm just not going to say shit. The fuck you won't. You know what I mean? Exactly. Your kid gets exactly. molested, you're on their ass. If you're, they'll be lucky you don't go there and kill them, but you're definitely exactly. calling the police. And if you find out, like in the Catholic Church, if you find out there's a, a group of them that are doing this to children, that's their ass. And guess who? You're going to the press. And there's got to be those devout Catholics or people in the teachers' union that have an experience and say, you're a liar because I've never experienced it. What the fuck would that feel like? And I get silence after that. I don't get it. It's crickets. Nobody has anything to say after that. But that's the mentality. It's like, yes, there's how can you not say that there's systemic racism when blacks were brought here as property? 
And it's only 50 years, 50, 60, not even 60 years ago. It was about 62 years when Martin Luther King was assassinated, right? 68. Exactly. Yep. So, dude, I mean, that's a person. That's a person ago. Yeah. And I, I still can't overcome fully the trauma that, that I experienced as a child. And I was never property. So what kind of hopelessness do you think that breeds from generation to generation? Like, like you said, your mom couldn't drink from the same... Fucking water. Like, my mother, my, not my grandmother, my mother. Right. Your mother. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's insane. Like to not even be able to think about that for a second. Like, and like you said, so this is what it's like right now. I had PTSD, right? And, and I dealt with that for years. Yeah. It would lead to depression. It would lead to different things. But the worst thing you can say to a person who's clinically depressed is, well, just get over it. Because you don't understand. It's the same shit. You're saying that. Exactly. To a race of people that were considered property at one point, correct, and there were systematic systemic things put into place to keep keep black people indentured, right? To keep keep labor going. Um, To say to them, just get over it. The fuck is that? But people do it. You know what I mean? They do it when they don't understand. And how how can you, besides have an open dialogue without the anger? And like you said, you're walking on eggshells. We got to stop that. Like we got to find a way to not, and that's why I feel good that people are engaging me because five years ago most wouldn't have. And there's some people who who uh, aren't that friendly with me that don't want to get into a war of words with me because they probably right. think I'm going to attack. I'm not. I'm not. Right. I'm going to listen, even right. though I some someday I had to shut it down. I'm like I can't even be on this motherfucker. Well, 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 this what's going on is because, like I said, you have humanity, and you see. You see what's going on. Your eyes are open. And unfortunately, other people that you're friends with, whether it's Facebook, I mean, now that's what we are privy to, or even just real life, you know, you know, at your, your job, your, your business, whatever. People are upset. And it's the weirdest thing. I mean, I seen something on video where there was an old white man. There was kids. These are white kids now. They had Black Lives Matter on the fence. And he just started taking down the signs. He said, because he paid taxes. And lady that. said, Black Lives Matter. He said, not to me. So it's, it's you know, when people get into that, that debate with me, well, man, just get over it. Just get over it. This is what people got to understand. And I'm going to steal this from someone else. Every time I write my last name or my name or my last name, that that's a constant reminder. Denim is not an African name. That's a, when I look in the mirror, Vince, every day I'm reminded. Yeah. Every day I'm reminded. We are, the African Americans are the only people in this country that doesn't have, it's, it's like we don't have a, 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 you know, we were robbed of our identity. Think about that. Think about that. Everyone else has that. Africans have that. We're not even respected, believe it or not, by a lot of Africans because they call us nuts. So we are the only group of people that's been really robbed of, you know, certain things, man. And it's and it's and, it's, and it's, it's very hurtful. And so for people to tell me, say, "Hey, man, get over it." No, I can't just get over it. Now, at the same time, have we made strides? Of course, we have. We've made tremendous strides. Thanks to people that's fought for those, uh, like you said, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and 
and Marcus Garvey and whoever else at Rosa Parks. But when you still have what's going on today, today, when you still have people getting racially profiled, when I put that stat on your page about Ike McKinnon, who was the former uh, Detroit police chief, getting racially profiled in an unmarked car by one of his officers, a white officer. I, 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 I hadn't read that till you sent it. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I think a lot of times when people, when, when as a black person, we bring these things up, they're just like, you know, I, I had one guy I went to high school with, man, we, we just had to just stop. I had to just stop uh, dealing with him because he's like, man, this, this, he's like, this stuff doesn't go on. I said, dude, what, you see the same shit I see every day. Are you kidding me? So, again, I'm, let me just jump to this piece. But you know what the difference is now? The difference is we've got young white folks in on the fight now. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. You know, it, you it's, got everyone. Well, then it shows a progress. What's the dream that Martin Luther King talked about? He didn't talk about him riding in the street, but even though he did say that's the language of the unheard. So, listen. So, let's just listen now. Let's go point fingers and throwing dumbass statistics out there and say, okay, well, I mean, you know, when a guy like Kaepernick steps out and agree or disagree, but how many people have been in his position before him that just took the money? You know what I mean? Like, to, to, he, 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 you know, he was starting for the, I mean, he went to a Super Bowl and he, he, he that means something. You know what I mean? Like, like Chris Rock had a, and he was joking, right? Cause he's Chris Rock, but he said, he said, "If you ask a if you ask a poor white person if they would want to be Chris Rock and have all this money, or they, they would do it, <laughs> you know, and, it, and you really to think about that, you're like, man, that might be true. Is that you know, crazy? I mean, I'll, I'll be Chris Rock. You know, like, I'll, 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 I'll take it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's insane, though. Like his, his comedy and Dave Chappelle too. You see that Dave Chappelle? Oh, I seen it about yeah, Candace. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah." Yeah, yeah, and, and here's the funny thing: who's in uh, uh, Dave Chappelle's audience mostly? What's the yeah, majority? Predominantly white. Yeah. Predominantly white. Yeah. You go to a Beyonce concert. Who's in the Who's in the crowd? Predominantly yeah. white. Yeah. So, again, you know, like I said, people, and I guess the the common saying now is they love our culture, but they hate us. How can you? How can it? How can those two exist? How can you be a racist and root for um, hell, the Dak Prescott for the Cowboys or LeBron James? Or how can you listen to uh, uh, hell, uh, uh, any any Beyonce or Jay Z? How is that? Yeah, I, think I, 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 I don't understand. You know. I think that a lot of white people don't see black celebrities as black. You know, it goes back to, you remember that movie, okay. like Do the Right Thing, where they're in the pizzeria, <laughs> and, you know, Mookie's like, whoa, you know, your favorite artist is Prince, and he's like, no, 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 it's you know? And like, because he started pointing it all out, you know, like, hey, your favorite basketball player is Magic. Oh, no, no, bird, bird, you know? Like, it's the same shit. It's the same, same shit. shit. You know, yeah. and a lot of this, I think, falls on the parents. Like my father what I said. was born and raised in Detroit. I grew up in the city, knowing the city, learning about the city, knowing the culture. 
And so, you know, my dad was a historian and a history teacher and, sure. you know, broke down like the whole, how it, how the system kind of just works and how, you know, there's just how African-Americans ended up in cities and the industrial revolution and the way that it looks like from afar. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, he, you know, he was always really a big, we're all equal. We're all equal. Right. We all have the same right to be on the planet as anyone else. Great. There is no more, there isn't a hierarchy of who is more deserving to be on the planet than another person. Exactly. Exactly. Had, uh, Glenn McIntosh on. I don't know if you saw last uh, episode, but Glenn is the, uh, he's a, a vice president and a, a chief, I can't remember the title exactly, but chief of diversity. Sure. At, uh, OU. At OU. He's also the, the head minister at our, you know, where we go, Renaissance Unity. Sure. And, uh, you know, it, it was interesting to hear his perspective. Um, which I know anyway, because I sit in these groups and I listen to people and we all share our experiences openly and honestly without threat of being attacked for our opinions. The only way we work through differing opinions is we allow them. But you got to listen. You know, if somebody gotcha. says I'm hurting, why, why, why is it that it's so easy to believe a conspiracy theory over the fact that they might actually be hurting? I know when my kids tell me my stomach hurts, a lot of times I'm going to jump to, well, what do you want to get out of? I have to talk myself out of that. First, listen, you know, sometimes they are bullshitting, you know what I mean? But, but more times than not, they're not bullshitting. But Glenn said, um, when the, the constitution was written and he made a valid point, he said, black people weren't included in that. All men are created yeah. equal. Um, we, we, we were deemed property. We wasn't looked at as, right. as humans. Correct. So, so when you talk about the system, how can you, I just, I say, I, how how can you not? But I know because I didn't think deeply enough back when I was younger. I was too self-involved. And that's the problem right. is everyone's so self-involved. And that's what a system like this will do. Because what people don't understand is, uh, you know, the, the the plight of the black man, and, and it goes on to, because Mexican and uh, Latinos are racially profiled. Exactly. Muslims are, everybody who's not white in America gets racially profiled. Exactly. If you're a white person, in the suburbs, you get raced and you dress like a thug, and you know what I mean, like like, or, and you speak because that's how it was when I first came across the eight mile. And then I learned. I said, okay, well, if I talk white and I don't get tattoos and I present myself in a different, then then I, I can commit crimes. You know what I mean? And I got away with shit that my friends couldn't in Detroit. You know? But I want to, I want to, I want to interject to something you just said. You said something dressed like a thug. Yeah. And the perception is, and I, and I was just telling. Uh, my daughter the other day. What does Mark Zuckerberg wear every time you see him? Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm coming. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is Trayvon Martin was wearing a hoodie. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of my police friends, if you didn't, when they're off duty, you would not know they were cops. Yeah. They're listening to the same shit. Well, you know <laughs> some of those billionaires, billionaires in the film industry. They dress. <laughs> That's my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my point, and so it's a, it's just this is this perception that that you said like thugs. So when you think of thugs, I had to cut into somebody uh, the other day, and in Atlanta, she was in Atlanta and on Facebook, and she talked about the 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 last killing, 
and no, 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 I'm lying. There was five black uh, young guys, and they got stopped for just being together, <laughs> just yeah. standing there. And I don't know if you guys seen this recently. No, but um, so there were people screaming in the background, "Leave them alone! Leave them alone! Leave them alone! Leave them alone!" You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. So in the comments, this white lady says. They're not, no, these, those are what our criminals, our thugs look like in Atlanta now. So, so somebody shot back. They said, well, what, you, you mean, you mean, because they got the skin tone of black folks. Then I chimed in and I, I screenshotted a picture of the two gentlemen that killed uh, Ahmad Arbery in Georgia. And I said, no, these are thugs. And see, it's it's a it's a it's like thugs get. It's like if you look up thugs in most people's dictionary, you will see my face, or you know, like I got on a polo shirt right now. Well, guess what? I wear hoodies. I wear baseball caps. Right. I wear uh, uh, you know uh, some different boots. Uh, you know what I mean? And and, and it, again, man, it's it's got to come down to first of all, people got to open their minds. And they got to use common sense at the end of the day. And I always go back to common sense. And that's a tough order. I, I, but, it's, but it's so elementary. You know? I mean, really, it's just treat me the way you want to be treated. Oh, it's no. that simple. Treat my child, treat, treat, treat my child like you want your child to be treated. It's, it's, oh, it's, no. it's, it's, it's so, and, 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 and seeing the black community, we're we're forgiving people, and that's that's being one hundred with you guys. We are forgiving people, and you know, you look at somebody like a Candace Owens, for example, and she would be deemed what you call a traitor. You know, most people look at her like a Uncle Tom, a Coon. Yeah, you guys heard all the terminology, and she doesn't realize she's being used. She's being used. You know, she's being used by you know that side of the table, so to speak. And I mean, the things that she says, man, is so She's hurtful. Toxic. She's it's, toxic. It's, it's so obnoxious that it's just, I, I have to catch myself. I'm like, damn, I just need to get in my car and find her. That's how upset I get. <laughs> but here's the thing about black folks. Let Candace Owens get attacked by the same, uh, by some white folks right now. The black community, and I'm not saying everybody, they would still embrace her. Yeah. And that's just being, and I'm just, there was, there was in a, in a protest, there was a picture of a black man had a white guy in the air because basically he saved the guy's life because I guess people were about to jump on him. And this guy was out here saying racial epithets against black folks. But this guy lifted this guy in the air to carry him off. You know what I mean? And it, and I know you laughed one day when I put a stat on and I said, I'm more like Malcolm X and I'm closer to Martin Luther King. I didn't laugh. I just responded. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but what it was, what I, what I meant by that is I'm to the point, Vince, now where, you know, I can't make excuses for people anymore. I can't. Because we've been all been privy to so many different things. Unless you're just walking around like the, the you know, the monkeys, see no evil, do no evil, and you live in a fucking cave at this point, That's... And you're, you're choosing to turn a blind eye, in my opinion, 
You're choosing. That's a that's a choice you've made to say, you know what? These people, I don't like them. I don't care for them. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what any what what video I see, whatever. I just I don't like. And you know what, Vince? At the end of the day, I can respect somebody more for that. I have more respect. I have more respect for the person that says, you know what, Derek? I just don't like you for what you represent and the color of your skin. Or I just don't care. Or I don't care. I don't care care. about what's going on in your people or people getting murdered or somebody's being on somebody's neck for eight minutes. I would rather for them to say that to me than to pretend that, you know, oh, man, I'm I'm with you or, you know, we understand. That's just how I stamps in your face. Hey, man, that's just how I'm cut. Let's keep it real. Now, that's going back to the streets now. Let's keep it, you know, let's keep it real. But I'm glad you brought this up, that, that post, because I, I said to you, I said, uh, you know, because I'm on some Martin Luther King shit. Like, he's a hero to me. He was a, G, he was a Christ-like figure to me. me and no doubt. No doubt. Like, that's, as a kid, so I grew up in the black school, right, as Detroit, and, and, uh, and I remember hearing about slavery, never cussed in my life because I had the fear of death from my dad. But, uh, but when I heard about slavery, what the fuck slipped out of my mouth? And my friend John Hopkins was sitting next to me, started cracking up. The teacher didn't call me on it. and uh, But I remember how that affected me. And then immediately after, we went into the lessons of Martin Luther King. Not that day, but um, and he just and I didn't really understand the parables in the Bible, the way they were spoke. But I understood that demonstration of love. Like, it hit me on a visceral level. So what I know from where we come from in spirituality and from sure. all the abuse that I've endured. What I know is anger plus anger equals anger. <clears throat> Even take that out of the spiritual context no and put it into energy, energy terms. There's no a certain level of energy and frequency. You add that to that same level, you're going to get more of it. There's no getting no around it. No doubt. It's, it, and it's easier said than done. But what I said to you, I said, uh, I said, well, I, I used to be like you real. Because you could be militant with love, like Martin Luther King was. No I doubt. Know, I'm standing from your bullets. Fuck you. You know what no I mean? Doubt. Like that—that's a beastie to me. Right. But um, an eye for an eye, you know. And then the way I've always thought of it, well, we only got two of them, so eventually we're all fighting blind, you know. And and it takes—he was Christ-like. Like you put him no up doubt. there with Jesus Christ. And how many people can actually live a life like that, where you can walk and take those lumps and? Like that's, that's a, you know, only two in the studies that they've done on, on a, that level of consciousness, 2% of the human population has achieved that. And they, most of them die a young death. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I, I would like to die like that. Like I would like to die with that kind of honor and integrity. But, um, but so you bring this up and I, I want to speak to my experience as somebody who's dealt with PTSD Sure. I became a real deep study on the function of the brain, how it works. And it wasn't until I read a book that he recommended to me. It's called The Body Keeps the Score, to where I really understood how my brain shuts down and how I don't have access to certain parts of it if I okay. don't maintain awareness. And that sent me on this journey of, uh, of mindfulness, right, to where I have to do these five daily practices every day. Or else I'm at risk of slipping up and becoming angry or whatever. But there's a section of your brain that's called the uh, Broadman section. It's over here. Mm-hmm. So when I get triggered, right, um, and this can be anybody getting triggered, I, mine was, my level of PTSD was severe. So I would get triggered with something, a smell or whatever. It was emotional. It wasn't from military, so it, it was emotional. I would get triggered. This part of the brain shuts down immediately. 
they only know this from like eight years ago when fMRIs came into play. So this part of the brain shuts down. This is the same part of the brain that shuts down when you have a stroke, linear speech and all those things. So you, you literally get stupider, right? This part of the brain shuts down. And then there's a part over here called the Broca section. The Broca section fires up, which is fucking weird because all that's responsible for is taking in immediate imagery and then pushing that up through the amygdala into the for processing into the neocortex, which is what makes us human. Now, man, I'm not to put, I'm not to put MD behind your name in a minute, man. MD behind your name. <laughs> I'm just trying to lay it out there because maybe somebody can use this. But right. you take in this shit and you're living this experience, right? And I would say every black person in America has PTSD, right? Okay. And, and I would say that I would say the majority of people at varying levels have it. It depends on your connection to your caregivers when you're a child, what, how that develops, right? So, so when you take in this information and you go into a state of fight or flight because what happens, it gets pushed, pushed up to your amygdala. The amygdala can't process it. Me, personally, 4% of my hippocampus, the, neur the, the neurons don't fire properly. They do now. They're better. But it just can't happen. So what happens is you got the reptilian brain, right? And the reptilian brain is responsible for survival mechanisms. Okay. We don't live in an environment where we have to survive, right? It's just not like that for humans anymore. Maybe back, you know, when I grew up down in Detroit, I, I needed some of that. And it okay. helped me to get through hard times. When I moved out to Hollywood, I didn't need that shit anymore. But I didn't know how to function because I would always revert to fight or flight. I had no say in that. Like, at, at a certain point, this, this right here, it's done. Doesn't get past the amygdala, never makes it into the neocortex. I can't process information logically. I had to learn through cognitive processing therapy how to ask myself a question when the feeling would arise. But I had to identify where that feeling came from. So you know, through therapy, I would say, okay, well, this happened when I was a child. What did that make you feel? It made me feel neglected. made me feel uh, abandoned was a big thing for me. Um, and whenever I would get triggered in that way, boom, fight or flight. I don't have access. I can't make a decision because it's not accessible to me. And, right. and and I'm living here in fight or flight, so I'm fighting for my life. Everything was survival for me. Okay. Ninety five percent of the time, I wasn't. I didn't. There was nothing <clears throat> threatening in my life. You know right. what I mean? But my ideas, my belief systems, things I wasn't responsible for creating, it was there. You know what I okay. mean? Well, here, it's here, back here, and uh, and that's what I was defending. And I had to go through. Most people won't go through the therapy I went through. You know what I mean? And, and most people won't be jostled to the point where you even have to realize this about yourself because we're in a fear-based system where people are forced to go to work, pay the bills. You know, if you keep a, if you keep people in fear, I don't right. think what most white people realize, like all from Asian part, we're poor. You don't think we're oppressed? Like it, they, it, they just got, they got the, the, right now they can look at skin color, they can point a finger, that's easier. But exactly. as soon as we take that away, watch what happens next. If we stand behind our black brothers and sisters and we make this go away to the best of our ability, well, it's classism next because they don't give a fuck about any of us. You no know doubt. None no of doubt. Us. Like no if doubt. You're, if you stay poor so we can continue to profit. Fuck you all. Um, right now we got the easy card. We got the race card. You guys take that away from us. We're coming after you next. It's time to it's time to unify. But I, I only say all of that about the function of the brain, so maybe you can understand. And it's not to say forgive, right? But when I learned that, I stopped trying to change people and I stopped getting frustrated because I could go back to me and I could say, and I had to be honest with myself and say that I fucked up. 
I fucked up back then. I didn't know better, and I have to be okay with that. I have to quit because I, I would judge myself. You know what I mean? I'd be like, "You're a you were a piece of shit." You don't say that about you. You know what I mean? If you were doing things before you knew better, and then you get to a place where you finally know better, you gotta let it go. That's like, forgive, like you said, black people are forgiving. Slavery. You know what I mean? Like, still willing to forgive white people if they'll just say, "Yeah, I admit we fucked up. I admit we fucked up, and I admit the system is fucked up, and I'm with you, and we don't want right. it fucking up anymore." You know what I mean? That to me, that's that's Christ-like. I have a question for you. Yeah. How do we? You know, you know, the racism goes well beyond just law enforcement. You no know, doubt. It, it goes, no doubt. it runs all the way up the tree. No doubt. Um, the further up the tree you go, it's it's harder to weed out racism as your wealth goes up. You start talking billionaires; they protect that shit. They protect their class. They protect their race, and it's all about you know protecting mine. How do you? Go, go after that that amount of racism. How do you get that far up the tree? Man, that's that's the million dollar question. <laughs> million dollar question. I, I I think I think I think where where it could start is is that if you're talking about the white elite, yeah, the black elite have to call them out too. So, say Oprah or Jay Z or. See, a lot of times what happens, in, exactly, a lot of times what happens in the black community, like right now, you don't hear from these people at, at this point. You don't hear from the Oprahs or, you know, or, or you know, Jay-Z or what have you. Yeah, he came in when Colin was talking about kneeling, which we know that wasn't about the flag, but it was about police brutality. Um, so I think the, 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 the black elite, since they are privy to those those particular people and have those conversations, there's there's power in dollars, like you said, economics, and that's something that the black community is starting to understand more. There's po- power in hitting people in their pockets. So look at what's going on with the NBA right now. Okay. Kyrie Irving saying, "Hey, maybe we need to start our own league." We all know on this podcast and anybody else is watching that there would be no NBA or NFL without black folks. You're right. It wouldn't be as exciting. <laughs> well, right, right, right. Let's, let's change that. Right. It wouldn't be the same. So, you know, and, and, and there's a segment of people saying, Kyrie Irving, man, what are you talking about? But we're learning as black folks now, yeah, we're, we're protesting. We're doing this. We're... we're we're, we're screaming from the mountaintops again. Yeah. But at the end of the day, to me, what makes the difference is hitting people in their pockets, man. Yeah, and that's, that's, where, that's where people in the power positions, whether this, you know, I hate to keep using the same names over and over, but the Tylers, the Oprahs, the Jay-Zs, the Beyonce's, the Barack Obamas. Now, these people have to realize they have to leverage that power and say, hey, you know, wait a minute. You know, and I, and I guess with Barack, Barack had more death threats than all presidents combined. Oh, yeah. Believe it. So, you know, and so Barack would probably say, well, damn, Derek, I hear you, man, but hell, they didn't even respect me. They elected me and don't respect me. So, but again, I, I just really think it, it goes back. I don't think we'll ever change the mindset of certain folks, fellas. I just... 
I think it's our kids and their kids that's going to make the difference. You know what I mean? But I think people that's, you know, over 30 or 40 or 56, I don't think we may, we may not never change if they're, they are what they are at this point, in my opinion, can some change? Yes. But I think we we've got to, and I'm talking about black folks now. I think we've got to try to control our own narratives, try to empower more of us, so to speak. But here's the sad part, guys. On Trump was talking about, I guess, on the 20th doing a speech in Tulsa, yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. Now think about this. Again, there's a, a segment of the population that call black folks lazy. We don't want to work. We don't want to carry our own. We don't want to do it. But what happened to that, the Black Wall Street? When these black folks were doing their thing and self-empowered and businesses, they were pissed off and they bombed it. Yeah. They bombed it. So, okay. So now I'm just, I'm just putting you in the mindset of a, of a black person now. Yeah. Like, goddamn, I go get my own. You're mad. <laughs> You, you destroy it. Yeah. I go ask for help. You're mad. I go. What? How do I win? So again, I I, I think we got to get past the point of thinking that we can change certain people's mindsets. I think, but at the end of the day, we just we have the power now amongst ourselves to uplift ourselves, so to speak, economically. Because at the end of the day, white, black, or indifferent. That's what people listen to is dollars. Well, here, here's something. And what people listen to with George Floyd, and, and I know people, well, he, he's a criminal. None of that matters. And he, and he was he a martyr? No, he didn't die for something he believed in, but he had died as a result of something that's being fought for. And he, he, didn't, know, he didn't know he was going to be a martyr that day. He didn't, he didn't um, whatever he was doing that day, he did not step out and say, you know what, I'm going to go out and get killed today and be a martyr. This right. is something that he didn't ask for. You know what I mean? So no matter yeah, and, and here's the narrative that's always said about black folks. And, and and you guys, and I know you pay attention to this. Any of these black folks that's gotten killed, what happens next? They try to find something negative. Yeah, yeah. What did, he, what did he do? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. He well, do? well, you know, he sold um he was selling illegal cigarettes. Yeah. He um hell he did this two years ago. Or, a crime. Or, or he was he was drunk in his car. Shouldn't have been speeding. Shouldn't have been speeding. Tell me, get that fixed. That's what one of your people said, and I cut into him on your Facebook. I forgot his name, but I guess he has a black a black son. And well, if you're not doing nothing, nothing's gonna happen to you. Are you kidding me? The, oh yeah, the, yeah, I remember that conversation. Orlando Castile in, in in um I think uh Minnesota, he got killed. The officer stopped him and his girl and his uh, kid was in the back seat. She's broadcasting yeah. on Facebook Live. Yeah. He tells the guy, "Hey, I'm carrying. I have you know I have a weapon. I'm you know I have I'm, I have a weapon. So I'm gonna reach for my license. He's re- they killed him. Yeah, yeah." That's the that's the go to example because that, that uh, <laughs> it, it's it, so it's, it's you, you know so as black folks it's hard 
because we, we we're and, and I hate to but we're tired. We're tired of having to explain. We're tired of having to you know what? Well, they don't get it. They don't get it. You you just at some point you get tired. And see, coming from from this side of the table, you know, you're always gonna have people saying, "Well, man, you know." Like you said, Vince, somebody, you heard people say, get over it. But when these things, it'd be one thing if this shit stopped. <laughs> if it stopped, <laughs> give me a chance to get over it. Yeah. Maybe hell, before I can get over uh, um, the brother in New York getting killed for selling cigarettes, I've got four more situations. And, and, and guess what? These are the ones we just see yeah. on video. So it's, it's easy to tell somebody, hey, man, but these things are happening and they're going to continue to happen. And I think, and just to change it up a little bit, I think how you help quell that when as it as it deals with police brutality is do a complete re- reform, rehaul, and hold their asses accountable just if it was you, me, or anyone else that committed a crime. If I go murder someone and I'm proven guilty, hey, throw the book at me. There's if someone kills someone else and it's a, ra- a cop, throw the book at them. It shouldn't right. have to go through all this politics and well, let's dissect the video. Let's let's slow down the Rodney King video frame by frame by frame. Yeah. It's, 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 it's too much, man. And that's why I say it, go, it goes back to common sense. It goes back to common sense. And like you, Vince, you talked about listening and using your cognitive skills and different things. But again, when you're the one that's going through it, you know, that's why when you talked about people are afraid, that's when I try to give you the contrast of what really afraid is, 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 is. you know what I mean? My afraid is different than, that's you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think we're, we're, we're at uh, 659, but you're, you're afraid. It's, that's the thing is we got different levels of afraid. Exactly, and, I, and when we can relate to people and say, "Well, I'm not you, you're not me," and then the, then the, the dialogue can actually open up. But uh, in closing, I mean, we got we're getting the boot. Um, <laughs> hey, it was this was a great conversation. Yeah. I, I appreciate you guys. On the show. I appreciate you guys letting me rant and rave, and sometimes anytime, you, need that release. you need that release. We'll do it, and we'll do it again. Though I mean, there's a, we got a good audience here, and not everybody agrees, and that's great. You know, what I mean? but it seems like people that come here are open to uh, conversation, and that's how we fix it. If we can change one person, we we're, we're successful. It's worth it. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, man. It was good to kind of see you again. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Let's do it again. Yeah, we'll have to link up again. All right, guys, everybody. If whatever, we'll try to get to all your comments. Um, message us. Keep the ideas coming. Let's keep it flowing. That's all we. No doubt. Much love, guys. Thank all you. right. Peace. All right. Yep.